Welcome to the Inspired to Thrive podcast, a place for K-12 educators to find insights and inspiration. How do you bring together an entire county to better serve our youngest learners? That is the topic for today's podcast. the Inspire to Thrive podcast, brought to you by the Small School District Association, the California Collaborative for Educational Excellence, and Thrive Public Schools, supporting educators to create greater impact for children. We're here today with the Executive Director of Early Childhood Services uh, from the Shasta County Office of Education. Renee Menefee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited because, you know, early childhood is a personal passion of mine. And you all in Shasta have done something really great to not just think about early childhood one school at a time, but to really take a countywide approach. Tell our listeners a little bit about the sort of mindset and systems that you've put into place in Shasta to create a countywide approach to early childhood education? Yes, it's been a few years in the making. So when transitional kindergarten, which is the first year of a two-year kindergarten program, first rolled out, it was a little clunky. You know, it was a little challenging. It was fast. We didn't have a lot of time to prepare and plan. And so now with the new universal transitional kindergarten with full implementation for all four-year-olds to receive access to uh, the first year of a two-year kindergarten program to be fully implemented by the year 25-26, we knew that we wanted to get ahead of it. We wanted to do something uh, different and not have this, to learn from our past, essentially, to learn from our past. So uh, I reached out to all of our districts and charters, which we have many, (laughs) and said, what if we had a countywide approach? What if instead of doing one thing specifically for each district, what if we really looked at what does the county need? What do the children in Shasta County need? What are the families really looking for to really help Uh, provide the education, the coordination, the alignment of services. We know that it's, it can be really challenging at times. So the, the districts and the charters said, let's look and see what we can do. And so we are creating one united plan, universal pre-kindergarten plan. And this is a system that will serve children from zero all the way through uh, up to uh, enter entrance into transitional kindergarten and kindergarten, um, and then aligning those programs to third grade. So aligning the curriculum, aligning the systems. So um, trying to take the barriers away for families so that, and for other programs. So this includes some of our community programs that serve uh, young children in uh, our daycare settings, our early education programs, our Head Start programs, our state preschool programs. We need everyone on board so that we are all doing, uh, that we, are, we all have an approach um, to early childhood so that we're meeting the needs of the family and the children all together. I love that. And I, I believe you and I first met because I was so fascinated that given Shasta, you know, you have a lot of rural schools in the county and a lot of rural schools are really struggling, right, to figure out 
how do I serve kids? I only have five students. The state mandates me to have these programs. And you and I connected because you're like, you know what, Nicole, I think I have an idea. Talk more about what you all have done to make that workable in the county. Yeah, so we, um, well, one of the things that we're doing is we're actually going directly to each of the smalls and, and we're having conversations and saying, what do you, what do you have right now? And what do you need in order to make this successful? And then we're taking the programs, maybe there's a family childcare home that is nearby that can help offset some of the, the hours that a family might need. We're looking at some of our state preschool programs, some of the slots that we have as the County Office of Education and saying, okay, well, we have kiddos that we serve in with our state preschool slots and you only have five transitional kindergarten kiddos in that classroom. Let's combine that together. Let's pull those services together. We'll do the monitoring. We'll help um, recruit the, the students. Not only will we help recruit the students, but we know the impact of educators. There's more educators needed. So we're going to help recruit educators. And we've set up a system in Shasta County where if someone is interested in getting their education and getting their teaching credential, that there's no money out of pocket. We link them with Shasta College and other junior colleges um, in our area, and then also helping them to get their teaching credential with no money out of pocket. And that includes their textbooks. So we're really... Uh, reaching out to our smaller communities and saying, what do you need? So we know we need teachers. We know we need uh, support staff. We know that we need facilities. So we're looking at each of the facilities. We're going to the small districts and saying, what do you currently have for a facility? Okay, so this is great. You have some, maybe something that needs to be renovated. So how can we look and work together to get funding to be able to help renovate that space so we can serve the children in that community? So many things I just heard in that, but one of the things I'd love for you to kind of double click on is you've basically found a way that as a superintendent, if I can't run a program because I don't have enough students or my families need more hours or I don't have the facilities, you've found a way around that. Yeah, that is the approach that we're taking. We need to know what it is, where the barriers are for families, where the barriers are for the schools and reaching out, having those conversations, really building those relationships, getting to really personally know each one of those communities and saying, okay, so let's get creative. Think outside the box. What is it with all of these? We have resources, right? So some of them, they're a little bit harder to get a hold of, but we'll find them. We'll dig deep and, and getting creative and saying, so maybe there's a transitional kindergarten classroom where the class is full, but some of those kiddos need full day. And there's only a part day pre transitional kindergarten program that's running. We can come in the afternoon and do a California state preschool program in the afternoon. And those kiddos then that needed the full day, those TK students can receive a full day. It's just getting creative and finding ways to make it work within the, the different requirements and regulations, making sure that we're always doing what is required. There's a lot of flexibility there. So once you understand what the community needs, what the school needs and what's available, it's linking all of those pieces together. So I hear you saying like, there's a lot of flexibility there. And what I'm hearing from folks is like, oh my gosh, there's so many rules, so many regulations. Uh, you see it as flexibility. Say more about that. 
I really see all of the rules and regulations as really opportunities to get creative. Mm -hmm. And the first piece is that you have to know what is the need of that area or that school, that community, and what are some potential opportunities? What are some potential programs that could that uh, we could take advantage of there? One of the things that we've created is a map. So it's a map that has all of the districts and all of the charters through the GIS system that are located on this map. We've overlaid all of the licensed childcare facilities, family childcare homes, exempt providers that are interested in expanding. And we've overlaid that as an opportunity for districts and families to be able to go, hmm, okay, so this is where I my child goes to school or my children go to school and I need more services. I maybe afternoons or evenings or weekends. So they can look on my path to work. I need to be able to drop my kids off on my path to work. So they're able to then hover over that and see what's available in their area to meet that family's needs. But it also, for districts who are challenged maybe with providing, offering that nine hour day, they can look at what uh, resources and programs are offered around them, connect with them and say, part of what we're going to do is we're going to connect with this family child care home who has availability to, to offset some of those hours for us. So it's really meeting the needs of the district for that expanded learning opportunity, but it's also meeting the needs of those individual families. One quick thing, if people want to see that map, is it located on your website? I, I don't know that it's live on our website yet, but I can definitely send you the link as soon as it is live. I do know that Santa Clara County, mm -hmm. they have also done the same thing and theirs is live. I did check theirs yesterday because Amanda Dickey, amazing. And they've done that. They uh, jumped right on. They've put that together. Um, one thing that we are looking at right now is because it is a little time consuming, what can we put out to other counties to make it a little uh, simpler for them to be able to create their own map? Because we know that it's a resource that's going to be really valuable. Yeah. And through their local resource and referral agency, the resource and referral agency will have all of your licensed family child care, private care centers, everything in your county. So if you if you reach out to your resource and referral agency, you'll be able to get all of that data that you can then um, add to a map. So people don't even need to create it themselves. There's somebody who's already compiled all this information. Yes. And then, and then do you create MOUs between the licensed uh, even home facilities or the different districts. What's that process like? like how do you go from, I need this in my mm -hmm. district or as a parent, I need this for my child to then making it work? Yes, we definitely have to have those agreements in place. So we do, we subcontract with many of our districts. And so we have an MOU in place. So if we have one of our districts, one of our smalls, they, they need five California state preschool slots that they then will add to their transitional kindergarten classroom. So we've created an MOU, we've got an agreement, and then we will help recruit families, we'll enroll the families, we provide mentoring, materials, whatever that program needs in order to be successful. But we also have agreements with our, our providers in the area, different types of MOUs. Some of our MOUs have to do with 
quality programs. So we have an agreement where we receive additional funding to be able to go in and do mentoring for some of our uh, private childcare providers or private center-based programs or Head Starts. We have mentors that then can go in and provide those services. Maybe a program needs some materials or equipment for their program. And so we will help them to be able to acquire that quality material so that they can actually provide the best program available. That's so great. And clearly I'm hearing that like, look, we've leaned on other people. We're leaning on Santa Clara. We're leaning on the sort of local referral system in our county. Other places that people could go to learn more or to kind of get inspired? Where could our listeners go to find out more information? Yes, I would say definitely connecting with your first five, um, especially if we're looking at transitional kindergarten and you want to know first five as a, a wealth of information, absolutely. Also your local child care planning council, because they're the one of the main purposes of your local child care planning council is to find out what is your need in your community around child care and early childhood services. And so by linking with your child care, local child care planning council, and every county has one. that you can really find out what is the need in in your community. If you're a parent, if you're a district, if you're a provider, you can become part of that council and be able to really make a change in what's happening in your community through that council. That's so fantastic. So my last question for you is, what is one piece of advice that you have for listeners out there that are thinking about how do I meet the many demands of UPK of early childhood, where do I start? What's my first next step? I would say that your first next step always, it, it's about the relationships. And, and I can tell you that when, whether you're small or you're big, it's taking the opportunity to reach out and just connecting connecting with people, connecting with your districts, connecting with the wealth of resources that are available through your resource and referral, through local child care planning council, through your first five, through your county office of education. When you're able to connect and just start building those relationships, you learn so much and asking questions, get curious, find out what it is that really our children and our families and our programs need to be successful. Renee, thank you so much for joining us and really talking us through how to think outside the box to serve our youngest learners better. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Always. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for listening. And thanks to everyone out there choosing to work in education. The Inspire to Thrive podcast spotlights the great things possible in education and is produced by Thrive Public Schools in partnership with Copernicus Solutions. If you have ideas to share or need support to reimagine education, visit us at www.thriveps.org.